Hey there, I'm Tinbid Hermes, and it's NPR's Book of the Day. Okay, I'll admit that I'm not the biggest comic book fan, but when I do indulge, it's fun to see how the author uses the hero's dilemma to tell us something about the world. Enter Jason Reynolds. He's got a new book out called Miles Morales Suspended. It's his latest Spider-Man novel after his first one was a hit, and this time he's taking on the topic of history. Who writes it? who gets to say what's true about it, and ultimately, who matters when telling it. Reynolds tells NPR's A. Martinez that, as a writer of this superhero tale, he didn't want to rely solely on clear lines of good and evil. Everybody is sort of this close to doing the bad thing, he told NPR, and this close to doing the good thing. And so it sounds like Reynolds is less interested in who's right and who's wrong, and is instead making a much more interesting argument. Just listen. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Noom. Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, helps you build new habits for a healthier lifestyle. Check out The Noom Kitchen for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Bluehost. Try Bluehost Cloud, the hosting plan made for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, fast load times, and 24-7 support, your sites can handle high traffic spikes. Visit Bluehost.com. Author Jason Reynolds is back with a sequel to his first Spider-Man novel. This one's called Miles Morales Suspended. The title alludes to the teenage Spider-Man getting suspended from school for disagreeing with his history teacher. Reynolds says this one is for a wide audience. Whether you're the comic book kid who's like, I love Miles Morales, but I like the comic books. Cool. Well, this will still work for you because there are limited words per page. There are a few pictures in the book. And if you're a person who is like, I actually like to read longer form. I like the Spider-Man novel. There's something in there for you because there's prose in the book, right? But there's just enough of it to keep sort of that person satiated. Miles comes from a mix of black and Puerto Rican cultures. He goes to a private school in Brooklyn, New York, where he doesn't always feel understood. But with his superhero powers, he's almost invincible. Reynolds has Miles Morales exploring his feelings through poems that cover a whole range of concerns, family, school, girls, and, of course, spiders. It's said that nobody is ever more than 10 feet from a spider. They be everywhere you and me are, and even though we see them only when they're big enough to see or when they move like a cursor across the blank white page of a wall or when we trip the web-like wire of a booby trap or when they fang our flesh, we should probably assume most just be right there, right here, looking at us, looking over them. You know, when I think about that on a larger scale and considering what goes on in this country, I mean, I could say that about racism, couldn't I? Just because it's not necessarily seen, that doesn't mean it's not there. Oh, absolutely. You know, if it's because it doesn't touch your doorstep, doesn't mean it doesn't touch anybody's doorstep. And it's not until it lands on your doorstep, right? When it lands on your doorstep, that would be the equivalent of that spider's web, right? When it lands on your doorstep, suddenly we're forced to acknowledge a thing that seems to be lurking in the shadows for some and crawling up the wall for others. This whole book is sort of full of these entendres and sort of parallels with what's happening in Miles' world and what's happening in the world at large. On that then, because it feels like the response, or this book and the story is a response to some of the attempts to censor history in the classroom, particularly uh, black and brown history. So to what extent was this book a response to all the political maneuvering we've seen around the country? You know, it's definitely a response, and I don't want to shy away from the fact that it is a response, but... 
I, I wish it weren't. There's a part of me that wished that I didn't have to make that response. But when it came time to write this book, that was the only thing on my mind. It was it was top of mind. It was the only thing that I could could think about was what's happening when it comes to censorship and banning and challenging of the books that so many of us write for young people specifically. For a lot of us, it doesn't always feel like you're banning uh, the book itself. Sometimes it, it feels like you're banning uh, the people that those books are about. Like, that you're saying that those lives are lives that should only exist in the shadows. Uh, that those lives, though they're 10 feet away, and no matter which direction you turn, you keep looking over them. That's the issue with the challenging thing for me. So when it came time to write the book, it was like, well, this is all I can think about at the moment. It's all I'm talking about at the moment. I guess that's what's going to happen in the art. There's a quote in the book, uh, perhaps I stand on the brink of a great discovery, and perhaps after I have made my great discovery, I will be sent home in chains. How does this quote apply to Miles Morales, maybe to a lot of young people today? This idea of discovery, I think, has the highest sort of boiling point of potential for young people and is also uh, the apex of fear for another set of people, right? For older people, for folks who are controlling this, that, and the third, right? For, for the folks who we know, like, the, they who shall not be named, but they, we, we know who, who does what, right? Like some of these politicians, some of the, the, the terrified parents, and everybody has their right to whatever opinions they have, by the way. They can feel how they feel about the work that we make. But I do think there is something to be questioned about what's the fear of discovery. Why is everyone so afraid that a young person might discover something that feels true to them, that feels right to them, and that in making Making that discovery, right? Once they get even close to making that discovery, uh, there is there's punishment enacted. This isn't a new thing, right? We know this. This is a human thing. This has gone on for centuries in every single facet of our life and in the, in the history of the world. Once there is a new thing that is discovered, there, what comes your way uh, is backlash, right? Especially if that new thing, uh, if at the end of that new thing is more freedom, more equity, more peace more intellectual capacity, more emotional maturity, uh, more openness, more sort of scrutiny uh, when it comes to the things that we're supposed to see as real and honest and true, right? So what comes with that is backlash, and that's just the way it works. Now, on page five, uh, another uh, one of Miles Morales's poem is called In School Suspension. Can you read us In School Suspension? I'm only here for telling the truth. I'm only here because when you upset or upstage or upside down any authority figures like teachers who can't figure out who you are but think they know who you are and don't know you know who you are, they name you a big mouth boy, a trouble, a lie. You know, usually in anything that has to do with a superhero, Jason, I think people like to look for the villain, right? Another villain or or another being with superpowers that the hero battles against. But it seems like in this book, in in the book you wrote, Miles Morales Suspended, it seems like the villain is darkness, a lack of information, a lack of an, an understanding that things change and that more information is good. Absolutely. I mean, I think that is the villain, though. I love Spider-Man. I love making these books, and I've loved my experience with Marvel. But I will say that um, for me, villains as people, there are very few actual villainous people, right? There are people who who make decisions that feel that feel villainous, right, and who do things, who do terrible things to people. But I don't know if there's a person who's all the way bad. I'm not sure if there's. I'm sure there are a few, right? But like, like we can name a few offhand. But I, but I think most of us are somewhere in the gray, right? Everybody is sort of this close to doing the bad thing and this close to doing the good thing. And so I actually, I, the binary is always complicated for me when it comes to writing the, the hero and the villain stories. That being said, you're absolutely right. This idea that, that there is a darkness, right? There is a, oh, that fear is a villain. 
right? Or that insecurity, that the insecurity of adults can turn themselves into villains as it pertains to the young people that they serve, right? That if we can't get past, get out of our own way or get past our own stuff, then we'll create stuff that our young people can't get past, right? We'll put blockades there because the blockade makes it safer for me who's also dealing with the same blockade. God forbid I have to tell a young person has to, how to get over a blockade I have not been able to get over myself, right? What a frightening experience that would be to admit that I don't know. Right? And I think though all of those things are, are, are sort of what creates that darkness um, in this story, but also, I think, in, 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 our, in our society. That is Jason Reynolds, author of Miles Morales' Suspended, a Spider-Man novel. Jason, thank you. I appreciate you. Good to talk to you. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Spark Cash Plus. Terms and conditions apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Spark Cash Plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. 